new poll dives into American attitudes on defense policy. What surprising results did researchers from the Reagan Institute find? Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. One thing that was particularly striking was that the poll found high levels of support for arming three close U.S. security partners, Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. And an Osprey aircraft crashed off the southern coast of Japan. What does it all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host, Simone Perez. Today is November 30th, 2023. First up, one of the most encompassing polls on American attitudes about defense and foreign policy was released today. The Reagan Institute for the past five years has tracked public opinion on national security issues. In the polling data, Americans cited China as the great threat to the United States. Americans also answered questions about military aid to other countries and support for our own military. We spoke to Rachel Hoff, who is the policy director at the Ronald Reagan Institute about the survey, and we asked her more about concerns over a military threat from China. One of the areas where public opinion has shifted most dramatically in the five years that we've been conducting this poll is with regard to perception of the threat that China poses to the United States. So we ask an open-ended question of our respondents, which country poses the greatest threat to the U.S.? Five years ago, Russia was actually at the top of that list, and China was number two on that list. Only 21% of Americans said China poses the greatest threat to the U.S. Today, that number is 51%. She also addressed how Americans said they view military spending as a whole. Defense spending is an area where public opinion has has not shifted at all in recent years. So our, our latest survey is, uh, shows the exact same level of support. Three-quarters of the American people want to increase government spending on our military. That's been consistent going back five years. Supermajority support, three quarters uh, overall, but also supermajorities in each party. So over two thirds of both Republicans and Democrats who want to increase government spending on our national defense. Defense News Capitol Hill reporter Bryant Harris also sat down with us to talk about the poll's findings. So, Bryant, we get all sorts of domestic issue-focused polls, inflation, the prices of gasoline, how that affects politics, etc., etc. But this is one of the larger, more encompassing polls on how Americans view defense and foreign policy. So what were some of the main findings regarding military aid? There is a lot in there. One thing that was particularly striking was that the poll found high levels of support for arming three close U.S. security partners, Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. And they release the poll every year this time of year. But this year, as we know, Congress is debating a $106 billion supplemental spending request that includes a lot of aid for all three of these partners. One thing that was particularly noteworthy was the poll found high levels of support for each, even though there are um, various complications in Congress, mainly with the Ukraine end of the package. But there's also some talk now among uh, Senate Democrats of conditioning aid to Israel as well. Some of those results, arguably, though, run counter to what we hear some members of Congress saying that the American public is tired of sending their money, their tax dollars to Ukraine, or pulling back more, they're tired of being the world's policemen in general. 
So what from these results surprised researchers? And if you could also just tell us, where do negotiations over military aid stand on Capitol Hill? Yeah, so the poll found that 59% of respondents uh, supported sending U.S. military aid to Ukraine. 56% supported it for Taiwan as well. And what's interesting, the poll has done this question twice before, once in um, November 2022, and once a few months ago this year. And the level of support has remained consistent from 57 to 59%. One thing they did, and they note too, was that if they couch the question, what is the Reagan doctrine, basically with a preface that says, do you support like arming countries that are fighting against aggressors if they're friendly to the U.S., that support jumps even higher. One thing to note is, of course, this is just one poll. And, you know, a CBS poll from the same time frames found that 53% of respondents favored sending weapons to Ukraine and 55% supported it for Israel. But then there was another poll from Reuters a couple weeks later that found only 41% supported arming Ukraine and 31% supported arming Israel. So obviously, you may find some wide variation within individual polls as well. Thanks, Brian. The survey also found that 51% of Americans would recommend military service, compared to 31% that would actively discourage it. The latest Pentagon poll of 16 to 24-year-olds found that 70% were concerned about risk of death. In other news, for a second year in a row, the Department of Veterans Affairs met its goal of housing 38,000 veterans. But they say there are still veterans in need of help. Leo Shane III, our Military Times Capitol Hill Bureau Chief, sits down with us. So Leo, the VA announced some good news in its effort to end veteran homelessness. Just how positive of news is this? Yeah, look, VA announced uh, this morning that they reached their goal of helping 38,000 veterans um, into permanent housing. Uh, These are veterans who were struggling financially, some of them living on the streets, some of them dealing with financial problems. But VA had set a goal at the beginning of the year that they they wanted to help 38,000. It's the same goal as they had last year, and they actually exceeded it last year as well. So VA is saying over the course of the last two years, uh, not including December, Uh, they've already helped out 78,000 folks. So that's a pretty significant number of individuals um, that are getting into housing. We're seeing about 93% of them a year on are still in stable housing. So uh, look, veterans homelessness continues to be a a pretty significant problem in the country. And this is showing that some of their more recent outreach efforts, some more coordination with local communities and whatnot, um, they're paying off. And that's, that's great. But on the flip side, what's the bad news or the need that's still there that the VA identified through its efforts? Well, the bad news is that the need still seems to be there. I did ask VA officials, you know, are they seeing some decrease? Is it getting harder to find individuals who are who are struggling? And the answer is no. There's still quite a few individuals who need this. Um, they're saying that any indication that we that we see there's there's um, still demand that that folks are reaching out. That's that's good. But ideally, you'd like to see fewer people pushing for that. So. We'll see. We'll get in the next few weeks. We're supposed to get some new numbers from Housing and Urban Development about whether or not the number of homeless veterans has gone down. It remains to be seen whether or not it's making a dent in the actual problem. Also on your radar for today, a rescue effort is underway after a U.S. Air Force Osprey crashed during a training mission off the southern coast of Japan. Japan's Coast Guard said at least one airman on board died. 
According to the U.S. Air Force, late Tuesday, the condition of the other seven service members on board was unknown. U.S. Air Force Special Operations Command said the Osprey was from Yokota Air Base and assigned to the 353rd Special Operations Wing. Japan's Coast Guard said the Osprey departed from U.S. Marine Corps Air Station Iwakuni Yamaguchi Prefecture and crashed on its way to Kadena Air Base in Okinawa. The Japanese Chief Cabinet Secretary said the Osprey disappeared from radar a few minutes before the Coast Guard received the emergency call. Here's why it matters. Last year, Air Force Special Operations Command ordered a temporary stand-down of its Osprey fleet due to -to back-to-back safety incidents involving clutch slips. Those slips lead to uneven distribution of power between the aircraft's rotators. The Marine Corps and Navy have reported similar clutch slips, and each service has worked to address the issue in their aircraft. The Marine Corps said a hard-clutch engagement was responsible for a 2022 Osprey crash in Southern California that killed five. Another aircraft with 23 Marines on board crashed on a northern Australian island in August. Three Marines there were killed, and five others were critically injured. And now, here are some other stories that we're hearing trips about. A U.S. official said yesterday that a U.S. Navy warship shot down a drone launched from Yemen over water in the southern Red Sea. And according to Naval Forces Central Command, an Iranian air drone took, quote, unsafe and unprofessional actions near the aircraft carrier Dwight D. Eisenhower as the ship operated in the Persian Gulf this week. The House Homeland Security Committee held a hearing yesterday to discuss what it considers as growing threats in Arctic regions. Committee Chairman Representative Mark Green said Arctic activity is increasing. The committee discussed priorities in the Arctic with a focus on Russia and China's increased presence in the region. And the Illinois Air National Guard announced the appointment of Colonel Kevin Jacobs as the chief of staff and will pin on his star as a new brigadier general on Saturday. That will make him the first black general officer in the history of the state's Air National Guard. And on this day in history, in 1939, the Soviet Union invaded Finland in what became known as the Winter War. That's it for us this morning. To get more top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted and produced by me, Zimone Z. Perez. Today's episode featured stories and interviews by Megan Myers, Bryant Harris, Jonathan Lairfeld, Leo Shane III, and the Associated Press. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Bruce. Have a great day.